took a bit. Oh, that was a bit longer than usual. <laughs> oh, sorry. Hi, everyone. Hey. Episode 11. Guess who's back in the house. Oh, Ooh, I've been quite regular at the moment. Are you regular, Philip? Oh, well, yeah, once a day. <laughs> oh, um, so... We have, first of all... Oh, yes. You're going to hear things on this podcast that you've never heard before. Um, <laughs> and that's just we'll, Philip. We'll be talking about the same old shit. But also we have a special guest this evening. We because do. there's a new addition to the family. There is. And he's currently running around the room and we're not talking about Philip. Um no, his but... name's Albie and he's a three month old puppy. Yeah. Albie. Yeah. And Say if hi. you follow us on Instagram, then you will see a little picture of Albie. Yeah, we'll put a little picture up. So he's joined the two bottles in crew yeah. as of three weeks ago. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we thought he could um, join in and give us his opinions, you know, because I thought three months old, he must know quite a lot, uh, you know. And he's living in this house, so he, yeah. he will know Drag Race, he will know, he will know what's going down. Well, actually, I he's have He's probably to got say, his own Netflix. Well, I have to say, Philip, if you look on Albie's Instagram profile, yes, he's got an Instagram profile, all these people judging and rolling your eyes right now, yes, he does. But there is a photo of him watching RuPaul's interview with with Oprah. The Queen. So he watched it with me. Oh, did he like it? He was fascinated. I think he it liked... was more so with RuPaul's suit. <gasps> well, that was a fabulous it was suit. Very televisual. Yes, it was fabulous. But anyway, should we fill your glass? Because you, you actually that's the reason we popped. You've <gasps> you've drunk all your prosecco. So let's just fill this up. Okay, so episode eleven is here. Yes, we have we, full glasses we've, we've now. We've kept well our done. promise. We are back and it's like a month later. Yes, we've been very good actually. We've not been too bad with the old uh, regularity. And what Prosecco... Well, the Prosecco we were drinking before was uh, from Vix's local off-license. <laughs> yeah, thank you, K.K. Food and Wine. For all your alcohol <laughs> and Rubicon needs. <laughs> Who doesn't love a Rubicon? Oh, seriously. It is nice. It's like Hawaii in a glass. <laughs> Ooh, a taste of the Caribbean. Absolutely. So let's cheers so, to Rubicon. Yeah. 8 99 <laughs> um, But now we are drinking... Yes, yeah, so now we're drinking an, a good classic that we were drinking. We've drank... I think we might have drank this before on a podcast. It's highly it's likely. La Gioia. Oh, you're good with the uh, um, accent I try to be. Anyway, there'll be a photo of it, so you can check it out. I'm, I'm sure our accents are... Uh... Where's it from? Oh, this is from the Booze Cruise. Oh, the Booze Cruise. So we're st- <laughs> surprisingly, I've still got some left. Can wow. I know. <laughs> Impressive, hey? That so. sucks. <laughs> We are rubbish. I know. Well, we need to have our Madonna night and then it'll be fine. Although, can I just oh, yeah. let you know something? We live were, on the podcast. You're live on the podcast. Um, so, Lawrence and I were driving home, I think, was it Friday night or somewhere? Or maybe it was yesterday. And out of the blue, no connection whatsoever, no trigger from myself. And he said, we should really have a drag party. <gasps> You know we should. And he said, it would be fun to dress up. And I'm like, do you, what? Do you? So you have to dress as a man and he has to dress as a woman? I think he was, I think he was insinuating the fact that he was quite up for dressing in drag. Oh my God. I can't even imagine that. 
Let's not. Let's move on. Let's it's move it, on. It, it, it it would take it a lot would to ponder. Be fun. It would be fun. But also, if you're not used to doing drag and you're a man, oh, those heels will literally be on for like yes, five I, minutes. I was going to say, like, fuck this. <laughs> and then you'll fall over because you'll be wearing tights. Oh, I think we've seen that in our lovely friend Gavin before. Remember that Halloween? Oh, Cruella de Vil. <laughs> that was, that oh. was fantastic. She was all over the place. That was bad. So, so. anyway, right. So this episode's theme, as, as you know, we've, uh, we've switched the format and we have a theme every week, uh, every month now. Yeah. No, not every week. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're not going to be like going all over the place. Mm-hmm. One theme and then we will just digress. Go off topic, but you know the the, the thoughts there exactly. So, so I've picked this week uh, this month's theme, and it's actually something that I was watching Oprah. <gasps> I know, black but, superhero. I know you love, and um, it was something that she just said in passing, and it wasn't actually, you know, the title of the show. It was on her one of her. What they I call them Sunday sessions. They're not called Sunday sessions. So she has this series called Super Soul Sundays, um, and it is on TV, I think. Mm-hmm. But also she does the podcast as well. And they're on Facebook because that's Facebook. where I watched it. Oh, okay. And I so this it's on it's every Sunday, and she has someone who she values to be spiritual, and they don't have to be. It's not. Always religion. No, 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 no. So, for instance, I mean, <laughs> we're going to go there. So, RuPaul, she interviewed RuPaul, she who is not um, a religious person, but is a spiritual person and meditates and does mindfulness and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And actually had a huge amount to say about... Um, but it's like all about your being, soul, isn't it? It's all about Looking personal... after your soul and looking yes. after yourself. Exactly, and that's Putting good out into the world and getting good back. So I thoroughly recommend them, and uh, you know I think I did actually post uh, a really good one that on our um, Facebook a couple of weeks ago um, that I saw that I really kind of was moved by. But this one in particular, she mentioned a phrase which I thought was really powerful, and me and Pip have been talking about it, and it's basically it's a disease to please. Oh, isn't that a really powerful phrase? There's so many levels, so many layers. It's exactly. Like peeling an onion. So hopefully we're going to try and squeeze it into our, <laughs> our one show. But yeah. you know, I think the the main um, the, the main premise behind it and why I thought it was really, really powerful was the fact that we as human beings are brought up from day dot to please people, to yeah. please other people, and it is a disease because it infiltrates us as people to the point that we sacrifice things. We we all our lives were brought up as kids we want to please our parents and our teachers and our friends oh yeah you'd have to dance and do anything yeah, your, in front of your, your parents to make and, them pay attention yeah to exactly so there's this whole thing and society dictates it as well that you know you have to please people so whether that is that you're outlandishly drunk co- comedic um that you're you know dressed you know spectacularly or mm. you know you go the other way but everybody as a human being has something in them that is a disease to please. Everybody has it. Doesn't matter how yeah. righteous you are. You know, it's, it's a, a natural thing. It's on a scale as well. You know, yeah. people talk about like the autism scale, which really annoys me because I'm just oh, like, that's oh, another podcast right oh, there. Oh, everyone's a bit autistic, whatever. But 
you have different scales and I think different times in your life you become more submissive or more dominant and you there are times when you really want to please people because you want them to be your friends or they want Absolutely. you to be in a relationship you want and to then there are times when you are wallowing mm-hmm. and you ain't pleasing nobody with that no but then bit, at, which is fine but then at the same time I think you know when you are in that um, you know, when you are wallowing like you said you're not pleasing anybody but are you pleasing something you by doing pleasing that? yourself. Are I mean, you justifying who, things? Who isn't pleased with a sofa duvet, <laughs> Netflix... Oh, you do love that sofa duvet. Chocolates, yep. nice glass of wine. Nobody there. It's bliss. Yeah. I mean, it's important to please yourself. Oh, yeah. And I was saying to you just before we came into this room to do this, that... Mm. When people say please yourself, it's like a throwaway negative comment. It like, is. Like, oh, whatever, please yourself. It's like a selfish thing, isn't it? And it's like, like, you don't care, I don't care, so just please yourself. Why can't you, like, please yourself? Yeah, you should be, be proud of it. Like, I don't think, I've said this before in the podcast, I'm sure, but selfish is not a bad word. No. It's not a bad word. I mean, it can be if you're being a selfish bitch. But also, you should be selfish. You should look after yourself. Oh, so Do much. things to treat yourself. Invigorate yourself. And if it involves a sofa duvet, watching Netflix all day, then that's what it involves. Yeah, and, and don't all you have to do to with on that day is Netflix doing that whole, are you still Oh, I hate this? that. I hate because that. Because it's like, uh, I'm pleasing myself. <laughs> Maybe you should stop judging And also, me. when you say please yourself, that does actually sound like you're having some... Alone oh, time. Like five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with oh, that. How long did that because take? if that you can't t- love yourself, <laughs> not even ten minutes. How the hell are you gonna love anybody else? Amen, so, child. Hey, okay. Sometimes a finger of phone is a finger of phone for you. <laughs> oh God. It's true. Right. Well, that's not the name of the podcast. No, <laughs> well, two bottles in. <laughs> two bottles in where? <laughs> child that's okay. happy alone time so so i think we're both we're both victims of the disease to please oh seriously we've both seriously. kind of been through it haven't we and i, I think, do it all the time yeah because i think i'm quite funny allegedly you think you are i think i'm quite funny <laughs> and that is how i get through life yes yeah this could be such a therapy session I know, right yeah. now. I was like, Ooh. No, but that's how I get through stuff. So if something's awkward, I'll make someone laugh. If yes. something's painful, I'll make someone laugh. Um, when I was being bullied at school, you made make them, them laugh, laugh yeah, so yeah. that they won't punch me in the face. Yeah, yeah. Like you just do that, and then it just carries on throughout your entire life, and you just and become it this joker. Yeah, it becomes. Part and of then you. it's very bizarre when something awful happens. Yeah, and. You're not funny. And then people just kind of dismiss you. They just kind of forget that you exist. Because they're like, oh, this is a bit weird. Poopy's not funny. Not that funny. I don't know how to deal with it. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I was like, have you ever been in a situation where people sort of have expected you? So that, you know, your disease to please is is being funny. But is there, there, have you been in a situation where people are like, Come on, Pip, like, make people laugh, hurry up. Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think, you know, we all have our off days, we all have our down days, and as people will know after the last podcast, I went through a relationship breakup recently, and 
it was horrible. I mean, for a couple of months, I've been really down and depressed and not wanting to see anybody, apart from my nearest and dearest. Mm-hmm. And it's felt it's felt as weird for me as it probably has for them that I've not been like up and joking. But yeah. you know, you have to have something to joke about to be funny. You can't like you know, um, if you're like when I used to do stand up comedy. If nothing funny was happening, then what would I have to write about? Yeah. You know, I'd have to put myself in funny situations for it to happen. Or I would ask my friends, has anything funny happened to you recently that I <laughs> so can talk can about? Take, yeah. And I can pretend it happened to me mm-hmm. and then I can talk about it. So, yeah, and it's just, it's a, it's a defence mechanism. It's easy to do to just and, and I think make you're right. people laugh. And it's a good thing, and it's a good thing to be known for. And if people said, how do you want to be remembered? I would say, well, I want everyone at my funeral to be like, God, he was funny. Yeah. But it's hard work sometimes when that expectation is put on you. Yeah. Do you feel that, because one of the things that that I have a real problem with is people who try to be funny to please people. So it's... It's, it's trying too hard. You know, some people yeah. are naturally funny, but then when they get and in they certain situations... crying at the same time. <laughs> like, no. You, no, no. Um, you know, oh, but people honey. do, people, people try, and it's almost like, it's like a, it's like it a toddler. It pa- can be painful. Taking it too far. Yeah. Can you can take it too far, because people are so paranoid that people aren't going to like them for who they are. Oh yeah, socially awkward people. So they try and they try and be funny, and actually it comes out as pretty offensive. Yeah. Or it comes out where, you know, they're really... Or you just know that they're socially awkward. You're just like, yeah. oh. And that's when people start saying the word autism. I'm like, no, they just don't know how to, like, <laughs> walk into a party. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, that's true. But it's it can be tough because mm. you have to, you know... We're at that age now where we go to lots of parties and dinner parties and sociable things. And if you can't walk into a room and, like, grab people... Yeah. Then you're going to be left. You can be that person that's just at the side, nodding and smiling and, and being that. Which some people are fine with, but not But me. it's owning it, isn't it? It's owning what you want to be naturally. I think that's... Yeah. that's Because, like, I'm... And you don't have to be funny. No! no but that's the I thing. Like, you own who you are. And people can tell you that you're one thing, but that doesn't necessarily mean you are. You know, um, a lot of people say to me that, you know, are... Oh, you're so lovely and you're such a party girl and, you're, you know, you always get the party started. Which girl I can do? Uh, mm-hmm. Not a problem. Um, I seem to recall uh, one of my cousin's weddings when I was... I came in late because I was at work thing and I'd got the train from London to Newcastle. Come into the wedding probably about 7 o'clock when everything had kind of like just started kicking off in the evening. Oh, it's like that. I ordered five bottles of Prosecco for all my cousins and got the party <gasps> oh, started. Ended like up on the table. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sense. ended up on the table and got the cousins going till 3am. But hey, but that does not mean that's who I am. And no. I think New Year was a good example of that because... I hosted New Year, but at the beginning of it, I felt really anxious and I was really quiet. And there was a lot of sort of, the, you know, the people who were at the party with me and Pip sort of going, you know, what's wrong? You you, you know, we need party Vicks. And I was like, yeah. she ain't coming to play yet. I'm but not You can't here. be on. 
all the time. Like, you can't be on all the time. No. It's exhausting. And I was not going to conform to what they wanted because I wasn't comfortable no. with it. I was still, And also, you, know, like you have that kind of group of friends where someone else will take... Yeah, that's true. We're all, we're all quite... Yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> If Jesus is a gay so, man, then yes. So yes, else will yes. take the wheel and be like, oh, I will, I will ride this to the next stop and then you can get on and sort <laughs> everything out. Yeah, we'll take it in turns, honey. But it's, it is exhausting and you have to work out what kind of person you are and you don't have to be the funny one. You could be like the person who's like a really good listener or the person who gives really good advice and I value all those kind of qualities in people. Yeah. You don't have to be because people, some, some people just aren't. Yeah. That funny person or that but you're friends with them for a reason yeah and that's where people who you know I think people need to own who they are and and it's it's very difficult actually to go through that and you know if you think about it this whole sort of phrase disease to please this it's infiltrated infiltrated you and trying to find out who the real you is actually might you know challenge you as a person Mm. I've really found that over the last six months after my breakdown is that you know, I've had to really look inside me because everybody knows me as this sort of like... With like a super... hand mirror? Right, let's not no. do that. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm thank God we're not on a webcam just from the action <laughs> you've just done. I don't know. Listeners, that was, that was intense. Listen, I don't know if you're squatting over a hand mirror. I think everyone should. Oh, the dog's choking. Oh, we're fine. The dog is choking. And she's talking about the dog, not me. She's not, she's not that rude. <laughs> no, he's fine. He's just got a chew stick. Uh, so... Um, but also, like, in relationships as well. I mean, mm-hmm. so we've talked about friendships, but relationships. Um, you can get into that trap of being that person in the relationship. Yes, exactly. You become that person. and But also in, in any social situation, which includes work, mm-hmm. includes your, your friends, your family, you can be that person in your family who... You know, there's an awkward silence, and, and you, the awkward silence, you have to fill oh, God, it. You, have to fill you know, or um, you know, the person at work who makes sure that um, everybody's on the right, everybody agrees, and mm. you're like the negotiator in the room. There's, there's that you, you take on roles in your life to try and become these yeah. things, but it doesn't make you who you are. I think I kind of worked out a long time ago, and mm-hmm. I've not fixed it yet. But I was on a years ago. I might have talked about this on the podcast before. If I have, sorry. Oh, we were drunk. We didn't uh, know. We were always drunk. Um, <laughs> so I was on a training course with um, 15 or 16 gay men's sexual health workers in Sheffield. And the training course was being run by um, a lesbian woman who was an amazing trainer. Taught me everything I know. But every morning, because it was like a three month course that happened over 10 days so you had like four days and oh right so three days and three days yeah and every morning she would ask how everyone was feeling and i would always um be the last one to say anything because i would want to listen to what everyone else said so that i could be the funniest to pick up the mood yeah or I could do like a callback to what someone, the third person Right, said. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one day on the last week of the course, I said, she said, how are people feeling today? And I was like, I want to go first. Oh, did you? And she was like, okay, why? I was like, because I've noticed that this is the thing that I do and I don't want to do it. But that's really good of because you to do that. 
it's, to break the habit. I've noticed, it was one of those kind of courses where you really reflect on yourself and it's very... They're so powerful. It's very, you know, a room full of gay men. You you, you break it down. Yeah. Um, so I just want to go first. I want to, tell, I want to say how I'm actually feeling rather than make a joke about how I'm feeling after everyone else has been really honest. I don't want to be like... You know. Sorry, and Abby. So, sorry, honey. Um, so it's kind of made me realise that I sometimes do that. And I still yes. do it. Like, yeah. I will still be quite quiet in a group of pub people. Yeah. Because I'm just, I've noticed what that person's saying. I've you are very good, actually. Say, You're very I observational. I know that there's yeah. a very good joke that I could say about <laughs> what she said and then what he said. And then they'll all look at me and I will go, da 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 da, da boom, <laughs> and do the thing. And it's, you know, it's very um, transparent. And do you feel, do you feel since that course then that you've changed the way you do that now? Or do you still feel that it's. I don't of... think I've changed, I'm just aware of it. <laughs> so, no, no, but that's the first step. So this is something that my psychologist so, said and that the other day. 20 years ago. But it it's a long time. But recognise I, I recognise that I do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm self-absorbed to the point of obnoxious. Oh, you're not. So, well, oh, yeah, honey, you oh, honey, <laughs> oh, honey. Yeah, you are. But sometimes I do notice it. And then sometimes I have really good friends who will go, go, yeah. let someone else speak. <laughs> or let someone else make laugh or whatever. Yeah. So, I don't know. And I think in relationships... We have that thing. It can be a, I think, with any kind of relationship, intimate relationship, you can go through that cycle of making the same mistake again and again and again and again. And you become a certain character. And part yes. of that is about, I'll do whatever I can to make the other person happy, mm-hmm. without any thought for yourself. Yep. And then you'll get out of that relationship. And I'm not talking about any relationship in particular, just in case anybody's listening. (laughs) But sometimes you need to just take a step back and go, oh, I did this in the last relationship and look how that worked out. Yeah, I know. It does happen. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. Please yourself. But how? this is the thing. How, How do you stop? Well, I think there's, you know, what you said was actually really true. You, recognizing it's the first step. Yeah. Don't pressure check, yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Well, yeah, we tend to try and do that. Doesn't we always try. happen. <laughs> it doesn't always happen, but I think it's not about changing necessarily. It is about acknowledging that at least you know. It's recognition and awareness, definitely. You know you're doing it. Yeah. And you can be like, oh, oh, honey. I'm probably not going to change this, but I know what's happening. I know what this is. I've done this before. Yeah. Um, so it might not necessarily be, oh, I'll stop doing this, but maybe I'll do it less, or maybe I'll slightly change it. I'll shake it up. Yeah. To make things different. But I think just to go cold turkey and be like, don't do that. It's never going to work. It's not natural. Because it's part of your DNA and it's part of how you handle relationships, so... And standing up for yourself is so key in, um, I think, sort of, in in, in any kind of relationship, whether it be, like, personal, romantic or uh, professional, you know, and it doesn't have to be that you stand there and go, 
I'm this and this is me and you have to accept me for who I am. I am who I am. It's not I mean, all about that. It's just... Who the hell does that? But also... <laughs> But you're a different person at work and you're a different person with your friends and you're a different person but you choose in your to relationship. Be. You don't necessarily have to be. That's the thing as well. I think you choose. If I was the same person I was at work as I was in my relationships, then, my God, I would be the Wilhelmina Slater <laughs> of relationships because I'm so feisty at work and I get everything done before it's supposed to be done. Yeah, you're super organised. And I don't know. I don't think no shit. As <laughs> in relationships, I'm like a little waving wallflower. Oh, yeah, oh. whatever. Um, no, it with it... with with feistiness rising. <laughs> so <laughs> Scorpio rising like that. So but I think I think everything comes into it, and you just have to be kind of open to the fact that you don't have to give in. You know, no. if you feel something inside bubbling up that you are this person and you're struggling to keep it down, why should you keep it down? What you know, why do you suppress so, it? They go to the toilet. Just <laughs> 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 go to the toilet, <laughs> honey. Let let it go. Let it go. It's like a metaphor, okay? Let it go. Just let it I, go. And be regular. I seriously don't know where to go. Be regular. Okay. Yeah. Be regular. Yeah. And let it go. Okay. But also realise, like, don't beat yourself up if you're not doing it all the time. But just notice it and maybe adapt your way of thinking yeah. to realise that people are bullshit and you're the most important person. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. And you are. You are. And the more people understand that, the better everything will be. Yeah. Because... Selfish is not a bad word. No. Look after yourself. No one else is going to, in the long run, you have to put yourself And first. don't let society di- dictate what you think that looks like either. Exactly. You know, you can be selfish by yourself, you can be selfish in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You just celebrate. Celebrate your life. Celebrate. Celebrate. Yeah. I like that. Shall we clink? Shall we clink to that? Yeah. And have you heard the nice clip? And clink? go to the toilet. And go. Be regular. Be regular. <laughs> um, and we have. It's no clunk. The clunk is gone. Clunk's clink gone. Is Let's in. clink. Clink. Isn't is that in. a beautiful clink? Oh, such a good clink. So tonight, Philip, we are drinking out of Villeroy and Bock champagne flutes. So when well, you told me I that I had crap glasses, him. I stepped up. Well, no, because it was just a bit clunk. It was just. <laughs> Too much clunk in my junk. I was not having it. And that was about but last this night. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah. So it's a disease to please. Thank um, you, Oprah. Yes. The goddess that is Oprah. She is incredible. <clears throat> Oprah has done so many incredible interviews, though, hasn't she? She is the queen. I mean, she's interviewed everybody. There's no one she hasn't. Well, now she's interviewed everybody because we've been obviously desperate for her to... <laughs> Did you like that segue? Was that good? Oh, that was a good segue. It was smooth. <laughs> smooth. Articulate. Smooth. I know. Go, so, to, like, go to the toilet. So you were saying that the full, full thing's on YouTube now? So yes. So we probably mentioned in the last podcast that Oprah interviewed RuPaul initially for... <gasps> Amazing. O the, Magazine. Yeah. Oh, for, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it was on her podcast, mm-hmm. uh, which you should listen to after this one. Don't press stop. 
Ow. Um, <laughs> so she has a podcast. If you just search Oprah, it's called Super Soul, Super Soul Conversations. Um, so you can listen to it on the podcast button on your phone, mm-hmm. but also now the full interview is on YouTube. If you just YouTube RuPaul Oprah, um, and it's just it's just those two kicking back forty five minutes of just joy. I think RuPaul comes across a lot better than Oprah because she interrupts him all the time. But I seen, have you seen? So you've seen the whole thing? I've seen it. I've See, haven't even seen the excerpt. I've listened to it so many times because it's like my mantra. Because I think he comes across as just an incredibly sorted out person. Yeah, he's Grounded. got it, and he's and he he is he, he is selfish in in a lot of ways, yeah. in very very strong good ways. You know, mm. some of the things he said, like you know, are very powerful in the fact that he doesn't do things to please other people. He does what he wants to do in the way Absolutely. that he wants his life to be led. You know? And also the fact that he has an entire apartment in LA that's just for his clothes. Oh yes, you did say that. That makes me live. <laughs> and I want to go there and steal things. Well, yes, that's one that's one challenge for our dear friend Oliver who has a room. Yeah. He's got to step it up, Oliver. Step it up. <laughs> You've got to go for a flat. Yeah, you gotta get an apartment now. <laughs> yeah. Although she rocked up Oliver, previous guest on the podcast, <laughs> she rocked up at my house on Friday night because, mm. and I feel sorry for people who don't have this, but the new series of RuPaul's Drag Race All Star Three <laughs> is Drunk. on uh, Comedy Central. Yes. So it's like not a Netflix thing, and it's not, a, and try and find it on YouTube. You can't. It's impossible. They really? Must have some really big filters. Um, so he came over to watch the first three episodes mm-hmm. of the new season of RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 3. And we loved it. And I'd already seen them already, but I picked up on stuff that I'd not seen before. So yeah, yeah, you said that when you watched them again, you found things out that... Um... Yeah. You just miss... When there's that many drag queens, you miss lines and jokes and things because you're too busy talking about the thing that the person just said. Yeah. So, yeah. Was that a good segue? That was a, I was, was yeah. kind of like, the girl's doing a segue. What's going on? Role reversal. So, yeah. So, RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars 3 yes. is on Comedy Central every Saturday night at 10 o'clock. Is it 10 or was 10.30? I don't know, actually. It's after 10 o'clock. <laughs> uh, put it on a series link, then you won't have to worry. That's um, what I do. And we've just had see, uh, episode Episode 4, four last four. night, which I'm up to date with you or not. I have not seen it. Yep. I am so, so sorry. Despicable. Really but is. what I've seen so far has been very confusing because I thought there were certain queens that I would like and certain queens mm-hmm. that I definitely wouldn't like. And one queen in particular surprised me so much. Ben Della motherfucking Graham. <laughs> yeah. Who I thought was annoying and... You know, I never even really noticed him. Perky to the point of obnoxious. Yeah, I never really gave him any time of day. Well, he has brought it to the party. But he's grown as a person, I think. I think he just knows what this is about. But he owns himself as well. I think he's just like, oh, people think that I'm going to be this. They've got no idea. Yeah. And he 
it's living up to what he said because it was a Meet the Queens episode before the first episode. Uh-huh. And he was like, you've got no idea what I'm going to do. And I'm like, oh. And I watched it going, oh, okay. But now I'm like, oh. Oh, you came, you came to slay. You <laughs> yeah. came to slay. Like, you want knocking queens that are better looking than you, that are better dragged than you out of the park. Yeah. Through sheer comedy and grit and determination. That's the thing, because I don't think it's it's necessarily like that he's just better than them. He's just, he like you say, he gets it, but also I think he's very in control of who he is and he's not compromising. Exactly. And he can look good. But it's the comedy thing. I mean... Yeah, it has been brilliant. You could wow RuPaul with a look, but if you can make him laugh, I think that's yeah. a, Her, and, and it's Michelle. a bigger thing. It's yeah. a bigger thing. It is, definitely. Because the, the last few... Like, the last season um, of Drag Race, it was... No, it was Sasha Velour that won, and then you had... Now, there hasn't been a lot of comedy. I mean, Bob yes. the Drag Queen won, but maybe they're just after a bit of comedy this time. Mm. And he well, between is him and Chandler. providing that in spoonfuls. And Chandler is amazing. She's been yeah. killing it, I have to say, in terms of the comedy. Because she's been, but also she has been working consistently. Like, I Everybody. follow Chandler on Instagram. She is every night of the week. And she's, she's got a really working. good reputation, hasn't she? Yeah. To work with. And, you know, she's obviously just worked hard and polished up her game and nailed it mm-hmm. so no it's been a really good series yeah I thoroughly recommend halfway through this series over the other all stars I have to say oh all stars too oh, oh no I don't know this oh, one's got more I don't know there's something different about this because I didn't like the selection of queens for this one and they're surprising me but all stars too maybe that's what it is it was the perfect set of queens but that's the thing I think because it was almost too perfect I think that's maybe why I like this because there's more surprise to it yeah. I'm more surprised by a lot of the queens in this one than I am in the in the previous yeah. one because you knew you knew that was going to be a good episode, a uh, good good series. Yeah, you know. No, that's true. But yeah. but yeah, so I I definitely think this is this is going to be a good one. We have uh, just been talking earlier about you know who's who's in the uh, who's in the winning category, who's it, in the top, and who's in the bottom. Yeah. It, you know. It changes every week. I was going to say I actually switched today after watching last night's episode. Um, I won't say who. Or should Which I say? Was a snatch game. Well, yeah, it's a snatch game last night. Don't put um, any spoilers up, but you you gave me spoilers, and I gave you full permission to do that. So yes, I'm not you seeing did. It yet because yeah, yeah, because um, I wasn't at home last night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you admitted that. You admitted you weren't at home. Oh, okay. No, 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 I got on the wrong bus. Um, <laughs> oh, the wrong house. <clears throat> anyway, um, anyway, anyway. But also, more exciting <laughs> is that as soon as this series of All Stars finishes, mm-hmm. season ten starts. So yeah. season ten starts. So we're we're not March without 22nd. drag. It's amazing. So we are seamless going through it. Perfect. I mean, literally. But then there is going to be a massive trout that we're going to have to deal with. But then, are we going to see uh, the in July? So we have Yes, that. we do have a slight... And also, did I notice that there's another... Um, oh, drag World, Drag Con. Yeah. Is that in September? Maybe, I don't know. There's one in the UK. There's one in... Um, 
Yeah. He'll go with our drag con friend Oliver. He'll be able to yeah. lead oh, the gosh. way. Yeah, you know. So, so I think I think we'll be okay. I think we'll find something to keep us going. Yeah. I'm sure. And also, have you noticed that there are more drag queens on terrestrial TV than ever before? This is something that we were talking about. Last so what? So one of the things last night, first time in a very long time, I sat and watched Saturday Night TV. Oh. Ooh. I know. It's bad. Yeah, but. Um, out of all the reality TV that I do not watch because I don't watch any of it there's this programme and again it was the first episode that I'd seen it was halfway through the series but this thing called The 100 The 100 I've never heard of it okay so it's it's a singing competition thing oh oh and Davina Del Campo's in it oh yeah our dear friend Davina Del Campo and we do love her she's amazing opera singing drag queen from (laughs) The Voice yes and <clears throat> this show, I was so impressed that was one it, of the regular it, it judgy like, people. Is it the BBC thing with Jerry Halliwell? Yes, that's it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it's when you have a hundred, like, from what I could gather, you had a hundred people who were um, musically expert, sort of right. talented people, including YouTubers. So there was like a singing dentist. Yeah. from YouTube um, but all these like influencers there's a hundred people and people had to come on and sing in front of them mm. and uh, include, and Jerry Halliwell was one of these hundred people and Delvina Del Campo was another one and they have to sing in front of these people and basically the hundred people have buzzers and if it's a bit like the voice where you if you like the person singing you hit the buzzer and if you get right. like the, the most points you get is the person who wins blah, 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 oh. from what I could get but what I was pleased to see is that there was a drag queen on there yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't like a, a novelty oh that's well, what I liked it was like well, no. he was just and also yeah when you talk about the fact that a drag queen won Celebrity Big Brother <gasps> oh my god yeah we didn't even put that down Courtney Act I was Celebrity so chuffed with that yeah, that was, was amazing. In the final, it was a drag queen and Anne Whittaker. Anne Whittaker, <laughs> you couldn't get stupid. Who is the, uh, I'm not going to apologise, the most homophobic bitch on the planet. <laughs> Hate her, can't stand her, don't understand why she got that far. She's an absolutely hateful person. Yeah, can't believe but it. that's probably but why we I do don't it. usually watch Subject People there, but I did watch it this season, mainly because Courtney Act had a bromance with this guy called Andrew Brady who and wasn't was in he The Apprentice or I something. thought he was straight was he not well I think they is he pan or kind no of... I think he is straight but I don't think he'd ever met anyone like quite her. like yeah yeah Shane stroke Courtney yeah, yeah. <laughs> where he was just like oh my god when it's Courtney and I'm drunk oh my god God, like, because Courtney Act is beautiful. Stunning, yeah. But then when he was Shane, he was like, he's such a nice guy. Mm. And um, I think the best thing that came out of it was the amount of conversations that Shane, or Courtney, as a man, had with the other housemates about gender and sexuality and really explained it so well that made it like, oh God, you're not just a, you know, stupid Australian drag queen. Like you yeah. actually get and are able to explain very clearly and intellectually 
how gender and sexuality works. Yeah. And how fluid it is. And it made sense. And I think that's why this guy was so attracted to him. Because he was like, you just seem like the coolest guy on the planet. And they seem to be carrying on some kind of bromance afterwards, which is just blissful. But well, that's great that, you know, that they, these things can be talked about on such a, um, a generic level. And this is the whole thing about, I mean, obviously that was a more positive thing, but this is the whole thing about Caitlyn Jenner. Like, although she, oh, we she is a... Yeah. No, but, you know, as in, I know she's, you know, not exactly the most, the greatest person on the planet, but she has brought this... Um, Sorry, I'm I'm getting distracted because the puppy's she's going wrestling crazy. with a dog. <laughs> the puppy's going crazy. Um, no, but she's brought something to uh, an audience that would never ever even be exposed to that. You know, yeah. like the whole I mean, transition I don't know if, thing. I don't know if Caitlin has. I think it was like a it was like a boiling pot, and she was just one of the people at the time. Well, maybe I think even if she hadn't been around, there's enough trans people out there now that it's it has to be talked about and well I, I think okay when so you have I someone agree. like a drag queen yeah who can talk about gender fluidity mm-hmm. and try and explain it to you because there was also a trans woman in the Big Brother house yes who was drag queen phobic or something it was but it it, it was very it's an interesting conversation yeah and I think Anything like that gets people just talking. I think the the conversation is interesting enough. And in a world of Twitter, you know, I'd go on Twitter after watching an episode of Celebrity Big Brother and, and there would be people who I wouldn't necessarily think were to be thinking about trans issues and gender issues who would be going, oh, I'm totally team Courtney. She just explained it to me like I'd never heard before so but that's maybe that's what the thing is isn't it because people don't and that's the way the world is going yeah and you can't stop it I think the thing is is that there's there's questions that maybe people who are not necessarily homophobic or transphobic or you know they just don't know what to say they just don't know how to say it and they don't know what questions there's burning questions that they don't really know they want to know yeah does that it's make like, sense? what do I call you? Yeah, how it's do I address you? Like what that, kind of things? Which I think LGB people have as well. Mm. But I don't, I don't, it doesn't sit easy with me that it's LGBT. Yeah, we've had because this discussion. Yeah. Why should I know what to say as yeah. opposed to anybody else? Yeah. And you can make mistakes. And I think from the trans people I know, it's fine to make mistakes. But they would. It's respectfully. Trans people would rather be asked. Yes. How they would like to be referred to than not mm-hmm. or than assumed. Yeah. So that's my kind of ball game. But then I had a conversation with my boss the other day, and we were talking about the LGBT and how it's growing and growing and growing, and it's like Q I. Yeah, yeah. And he said, "Oh, there's a new one, K." And oh. I was like, oh, God, what are they going to do now? And he was like, oh, that's kink. And I was like, oh, hell no. No, 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 no. But why would you put all these different people in, these different communities in this one... But, like... I'm, if you're adding them all to one thing, LGBTQ... Gay is something I do in the streets. And what I do in the sheets <laughs> is a different thing. Kink is the sheets. 
streets. It's not the streets. But that's so the thing, it's different communities. Don't come to me with different things. Don't come to me with your K, honey. Because K away. No, and I don't think I don't think it's right to group everybody. No. And K is never good in any situation. <laughs> well you know I was gonna say like, <laughs> that's a whole different podcast. That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> I think we need a therapist here for that. Okay. But, <laughs> anyway, that was so, that was a good uh, digress. <laughs> so what else have we been watching? So well I'm I'm now up to date as of yesterday on our lovely favourite qu- uh, quad. Is that what? No, that's not the right word. Quad. Yeah, quartet. Quartet. That's the word I'm looking for. Damn you, Prosecco, for making me forget that. Um, Uh, Will and Grace and Carol and Jack. Yeah, I do love them. Your dog just headbutted my shoe. (laughs) You go into it. Um, Anyway. Um, So, yeah, it's been really good. We just recently had episode seven, which was the most bizarre and very bizarre it wasn't bizarre awful. it was very bizarre just an awful episode yeah I didn't understand it it did all. like a throwback to Christmas and they all played different characters and it was just like script writer's day off I think yeah, because the episode it. before was um, spoiler alert Rosario's funeral <gasps> and um, oh, so it was genius it had the return of Mini Driver it had um, t- laughter and tears as well like Oh, I cried. I think you probably cried. I did. Well. I cried at the end. Oh. But then they did this throwback Christmas crap that was just uh-huh. terrible. I watched it with my friend Oliver on Friday night and we didn't laugh once. We did not yeah. laugh no, I didn't. once. So step it up, Will and Grace. And you have been commissioned for a second series. So sort it out. Well, I think the, the, the one thing about the Christmas crazy... Mm. was that I will take away from me that I did not realise how muscular Jack was. Yeah, Did you see those arms? Amazing. Yes, I was quite I thought it was a different aback. person. Yeah. I thought they'd like done a body swap. <laughs> but it, it... It must be him. It must have been him. He attached to his body. Yeah, and that was definitely him. And yeah. those arms... Wow. Amazing. And Cameron can do quite a good Irish accent. Yeah, it was very funny. But um, yeah, we've just spoiled it if you haven't watched yeah, it. But, anyway. but, but watch it. What, see what yeah, you really think. Maybe spoiled. maybe we're wrong. Maybe, maybe it's spoiled. I feel like I've gone into like a little bit of a. Italiano. I don't know. A little, little bit of Italian, yeah. but it uh, could be the prosecco. But anyway, maybe. Carry on. So there's something else that <laughs> I told you about because you didn't know because you have not been exploring Netflix enough. No, no. And also, Sadly. this is going back into my gay history in such a great way. So about. Oh, I don't know how long ago. 20... I reckon... No, it must have been in the late 90s or yeah. the early 2000s, I reckon. I think around 1998. Yeah. I was, when I was living with my gorgeous friend Emma. Yeah. And there was a series on Channel 4. Yep. Called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yes. And they did and a UK a rank... version, didn't they? they? They did a US version and they did a, mm, they I did a remember UK. remember the UK version. They did. They did a UK I one. I think it was probably awful. Because yeah. we just don't do it. <laughs> um, and it was great. It was good. And it was around the time of like Ellen coming out and it was like, yep, let's be yep. gay, 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 yeah, gay, yeah. gay. And now they've brought it back. So there was a Fab Five before. Carlson Cresley was one of the Fab Five and he's now one of the regular judges on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. But now they have a new Fab Five. Brand new. And it's not called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy anymore. It's just called Queer Eye. Because Mm -hmm. 
they are, you know, they're, they make over gay guys. And it's on Netflix. And they have five specialists. So they have grooming, fashion, culture. food and drink, culture, and interior design. That's it, yep. And I, there's eight episodes on Netflix UK right now. I watched all of them in two days. <laughs> I loved it. Mm. Because they start off the first episode by going, the last queer eye for the straight guy was about tolerance and this is about acceptance. And wow, that's, what's great that's about great. it is that it's as much about the Fab Five as it is about the guy that's been made over. So there's a lot of stuff about making over guys that maybe have never met a gay guy before or stuff mm-hmm. like that and getting him to realise how amazing that male connection can be. Yep, Whether that's it's amazing. with a straight guy or a gay guy. It's like... Oh, I really I'm want here, to watch this. I'm here to sort your life out and make it better. But... And it's not so much a makeover show anymore as they really dissect the guy's life. Yeah. And, and often realise that he might not be ready for the complete change that they want to do so they will fit the makeover in with his life so it's not like um, it's not going to be like straightening down a catwalk in a harness <laughs> but he might learn how to look after his skin better or, yeah. he, or he might have more confidence or he might be single and realise that his home is made for a single person which doesn't allow anybody else in like, there's one chair instead of two. Wow. So maybe we get two chairs, so it can be like his and hers and stuff like that. It's fantastic. The grooming guy's voice is a little bit grating, but it's also hilarious. He's the Carson Kresley of the series. Like, he's the okay. funniest one. Yeah. Um, And the culture guy is... Oh, honey. Ooh. Black honey. <laughs> he is... Oh, you're enjoying Insanely this. Insanely beautiful. Insanely beautiful. Oh, so I know what I'm doing but, for the next couple of evenings. So yeah, so it's eight episodes. I I pray that they just recommission it and keeps on going because I've I've just absolutely adored it. But the the, the, the audience that would have watched it back then probably will pick up on it pretty yeah. quickly here. I mean it was huge. It was massive. It was huge. And it had it wasn't it was, just the gay it was following, of it was its a big time. Yes. It was like oh, let's watch some gay guys running around to be like, yeah. Yeah, it was... Whereas yeah. now, it's a different time, but it still works. And one of the guys that they make over is gay. Yes, you said this, yeah. So, and the only goal by the... Like, his flat is very basic, his fashion is very basic, but also his... The only living parent is his stepmother... And she doesn't know that he's gay. Mm. So the end result of the episode is not about how you look or how your flat looks. The end episode is getting him to have enough confidence to come out to his stepmom. And to introduce And did he want to? to Can I just ask, did he want to? Yeah. He did. Because that's the main thing. Because his father died without knowing that he was gay. Right, so that's triggered him into thinking I need to tell. And so he was like, I can't do this. And he'd written a letter to his dad that he never got to oh send God, or so read sad. to him so he reads the letter to his stepmom oh. 
It's amazing. I was going to say, a great I, sounds like I need tissues for that. There's tissues for a lot of episodes. I mean, they really make up a lot of guys and they, they couldn't be more different. It's, um, like the first guy is like a redneck, 57 year old, bloaty guy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And they try their best. But they, like, he doesn't come out looking like amazing, but he's better. Yeah. And also, I think a lot of what I got from this series is straight guys or people realising that people going out of their way to help you, to make you a better person. Yeah, and that's amazing. And maybe they had their own issues around, like, they do a makeover on a real born-again Christian kind of guy who's got, like, nine kids. And, and they talk to him about religion and sexuality and homosexuality and and just to hear that conversation is is important and the religious guy going well i get that bit of the bible but i don't get that bit that says i should be horrible to you because why on earth should i love thy neighbor it's a it's it's way more than a makeover series oh that sounds so good that's what i think people need to do nowadays it just is have the conversation isn't there that that's that's the thing that people are starting to do, I think. And, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things that we were talking about earlier was um, the comedian Louisa Omelon. <gasps> oh, and we love her, God. don't we? And, and she is incredibly good at bringing a very stigmatised, very frowned upon issue and bringing it to the forefront and making it funny. Like, the whole depression mental health thing, she, like, builds her shows around it and doesn't make yeah. it like, you know, it's not one of those things that's not like a lot of people say angry feminists. It's very <laughs> But it's very much ce- about celebratory yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Women's sexuality. But it's not just about women though. But I think also, she's talking about the whole thing because she talks oh, about yeah. her brother, doesn't she? And you know, yeah. things like that and it's all about like having that conversation and saying, you know, why in four people take antidepressants? Yeah. Like that's one a in huge four bit of her new show. Yeah. And I didn't know that. She didn't know that. No, no. Because she was very against taking antidepressants. Yep. But when you hear what in four, you're like, oh, wow, that's insane. That is insane. And I didn't know that. And I think having these conversations, so people, it's normalising these things where, you know what? Everybody needs therapy. I'll say it. That everyone across the board will need therapy, whether it's, you know something uh, about something personal whether it's something you know yeah. everybody can benefit from having someone help them and every, you know everybody that says they're fine girl you do not know oh honey fine stands for freaking intense neurotic and emotional <laughs> so true <laughs> I've never heard that before that's oh, amazing honey. oh honey that's oh, amazing fine is not a feeling no fine is not a feeling. I'm fine the hell does that mean? Exactly. It does. Fine. Nobody is, is fine. Great is a feeling. Shit is a feeling. Fine. I ain't got no clue what you're on about, honey. So true. It's so so true. with Louisa, she does stand up like I've never seen anyone do stand up before. Yep. She, it's more like a confessional. It's more like a political speech, but it's funny. But she's made me cry both times on her and big she will shows. Make me laugh and she'll she'll make, make me cry. She's made me cry. Like there's been times those powerful moments where 
She's, oh, yeah, yeah. She gets really, really deep, and then suddenly she throws in the one-liner, which yeah. brings you back out. Yeah. So it's, you start questioning everything when she starts talking really emotionally, and then suddenly she throws in this comedy one-liner that brings you back out and think, you yeah. know, makes you laugh, but you're like, Jesus. Or take her top off and put her skirt down. Oh, and isn't that amazing? Slap her thighs together. It's... it's- your, your thighs should slap together. It's normal. <laughs> but, um, so yes, so her first show, we've talked about it before on this podcast, but her first show uh, was called What Would Beyonce Do? Mm-hmm. Um, which is occasionally available on iPlayer. Her new, her, not her new show, but her show from a few years ago is called Am I Right, Ladies? Yeah. And she just put that on YouTube for free in the last few days. Um, it's about an hour and a half. It's really funny. Um, and yeah, you can just go to her website, louisaomelan.com and she's doing loads of shows and, um, she's amazing. Like she's the kind of stand up that you need to see, not that you want to see, you need to see. Yeah. And I think it's not just even about her comedy because, and again, I will hold my hand up. I think Louisa's voice sometimes can be a little grating when she gets really hyper, but you know what? The overwhelming... The payoff. Yeah. Like... When you come out of sort of, you know, when when you finish that video, wow. Yeah. You know, you've laughed, you you've cried with laughter, you've cried with emotion because you feel. And the atmosphere as well. Yeah. She creates a party atmosphere. It's very. It's just not like a stand-up show. No. It's not. Like There's a, a lot of show. empathy in it as well. A lot of things that she's saying, and I found myself nodding. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like as a those, woman. Like, some of those TED talks kind of. Yeah things it's like you're at some kind of panel debate or discussion yeah, thing yeah. with jokes yeah but you feel completely. empowered by yeah. the end of it she's male very, female very good. gay straight bi tie whatever honey yeah she's she's but she, she's not really off. and this is the thing she's not really uh, you know a full-blown like you know traditional feminist she's she's just power for the people yeah do you know what i mean well i don't think anyone knows what feminist really means anymore yeah, no, I think it's kind Madonna's of like, it's like evolving. a bad feminist. It's evolving though. I think the and I think this is a whole other podcast, but I think but the no. Whole... But you said before Louisa talks about you know girl power, but she'll also talk about needing a man and. Oh yeah, yeah. She'll be very open. You know, sucking a dick and being a slut and. And that she that wants to be a wife, and... and that she wants to have a ring on her finger, and she wants to have yeah. you know a man's. Uh, but she's saying it. it and no one else is so I think that makes her no, I really respect her for that so good for her yeah. so so yeah so that's uh, wow look at the I think we've um, I think we are oh we oh, are ooh. we have been banging on honey okay, yeah god yes, look at that well well I hope you've enjoyed yeah Um, we are we are nailing the monthly thing yes and Philip I haven't told you <gasps> so oh I know, live. Goggle. Another live. Um, Lawrence has finished, uh, DJ Lawrence has finished our 90s mix. <gasps> I am moist at the very thought. Thought you would be. Uh, clear the moisture. And uh, we'll, we'll, we, need to, we need to launch that. So we need to put that out there. Okay, and so. We're a little late in the fact that we said we'd get it in January. Thanks, Lawrence. Anyway, love you. Yeah, but you know, February's <laughs> colder than January, so you really need it in February. Yeah. And yeah. we've just had Valentine's and Day, just... which is bullshit. <laughs> so why not dance around your kitchen to Tony Braxton? Yeah. Yeah, so this 90s mix is pretty good. It might not be Tony Braxton no, on the mix. There's no Tony Braxton. 
it's fine. It's fine. There's like you know Robin and and Robin S or whatever and things like that. So it's great. Um, but yes, we need we need to launch that and it is amazing. He he did an amazing job and there will be more to come. We're sorry that we didn't get it out in January, but we will launch it this month. Amazing, and we have a website. And oh, we do. The website is now live. <gasps> so I will start pushing it. Um, and I, I was supposed to do it a couple of weeks ago, but then a puppy fell into my lap. So I, I've been busy trying to. Who is now asleep? Can you believe it? We're just at the end, and he's now fallen asleep. Where? The whole thing oh. under your feet. Look, seriously, I could trot on him. <laughs> I have no idea. He's like, I don't know if you've heard, listeners, but he has been running around. It's like the puppy witching hour. Mm. He's been running around. I've been trying to keep him under control. Mm. But, uh, so he's now dead to the count. He's he's out. He'll be sleeping now. But, um, yes, the website um, actually was put on hold because a puppy came in. So, but, well, you know. But, so there's a website, there's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know we got it. <laughs> um, so thank you for listening. We will be back next month. And we will be back next month and every month after that. Oh, yeah. yes. We're going to be on oh, this, honey. girl. On, oh, on this. Yep. More Prosecco, more fun, and more chat. So. So. Right. So here's to, here's oh. to episode 11, girl. We did it. And Cheers. listen to that click. <laughs> it's so yeah. beautiful, isn't it? So bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.